And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. Oh, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Uh, I hope you guys had a terrific weekend. Uh, great show for you today. Uh, big show, a lot of stuff to get to. Uh, I was joined by my friend, uh, the author of the new book, Stay Away from the Libertarians, uh, Remzo Martinez. Uh, we had a good chat. We talked about uh, the, the sad news of Senator John McCain um, passing away. Uh, I believe Saturday night, and we talked about the uh, kind of rough week that uh, Donald Trump had last week and what that means, if anything, <laughs> if anything will come of the, the Michael Cohen stuff. Uh, spoiler alert, probably not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, before I get to Remzo, I want to say hi to our brand new sponsors over at 1776 United. 1776 United is an awesome conservative apparel company. Really great stuff. Really high quality stuff. Uh, 1776 United was founded by three uh, good friends uh, down in Atlanta, Georgia, over a decade ago. Uh, their dream uh, was to inspire a new wave of patriotism that might lead to the next greatest generation. Good Lord, could we not use that right about now? Um, they aim for the clothing they create to embody the many chapters of American history. Each shirt is a cotton reminder of who we are, uh, where we live, and where we're going. Um, they have really, really great stuff, guys. I, I know there's a ton of conservative apparel companies out there. Most of them suck. Most of them aren't that creative. Uh, most of them aren't that high quality, but this is really high quality stuff. Um, all kinds of shirts for men and women. Um, great designs. Really patriotic stuff. Really check it out. Um, and they don't just have shirts. They have hoodies. They have uh, tank tops. They have hats. They even have onesies for uh, little kids. Um, I'm not making that up. They actually do. <laughs> They've got uh, mugs, uh, patches, wallets, money clips, phone cases, all kinds of stuff. Check them out at 1776united.com. You will not be disappointed. And use the promo code GIMMICKS for 15% off. That is, once again, the promo code GIMMICKS gets you 15% off. Um, check them out at 1776united.com. Uh, yeah, just wear your conservatism, your patriotism, right on your chest. Say with your chest. For real, check it out, 1776united.com. Uh, I also want to say hi to our sponsors over at Premier Vapor. If you smoke and want to quit or if you vape already, you need to check out Premier Vapor. They have the largest selection of premium e-liquid anywhere in the country. All their stuff is delicious. I'm literally chiefing on it right now. All their stuff is FDA compliant uh, and made safely and professionally in their lab out in California. Um, They have any kind of mod, tank, battery, coil, anything you need. They have Premier Vapor and Lounge. Dot com is their website. Um, if you are in Northwest Ohio, they have uh, physical locations in Holland and Perrysburg, Ohio. If not, check them out. PremierVaporAndLounge.com. They will give you free shipping on all orders over 35 bucks. Uh, and guys, if you don't already, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. If you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and a good review. And our shows come out every Monday and Wednesday afternoon. Uh, the content will always be free, but if you want to contribute monthly, check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash the no gimmicks podcast. There's cool incentives if you want to do so. All right. Without further ado, here's my chat with Remzo Martinez. 
All right, guys, we're joined by a friend of mine, the author of the brand new book, Stay Away from the Libertarians, Mr. Remso Martinez. Remso, thanks for coming back on, my friend. Buddy, it's great to be on. Thanks for having me. I wish it was uh, under a much more enjoyable topic and better circumstances, but I'm glad you brought me on to talk about what we're going to discuss today. Absolutely. And I also wish we were a, a video podcast as well, because you have a very sharp suit on, man. It, it's you know, a, it's a good you, look. you got... You got to look like how you want to live, and I think I look pretty awesome. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So uh, let, let's just get into the, the big news breaking over the weekend, and that is uh, longtime Arizona Senator John McCain um, passed away at 81 after a bout with uh, aggressive brain cancer. Um, you know, before, uh, before we get into the—I I brought you on to talk about the reaction from both the Democrats and the Republicans and the media— um, you know, before we jump into that, just real quick, obviously everyone knows John McCain was a war hero in, in Vietnam. He was captured. Um, he was tortured for five years. Um, he, he refused release. Obviously, he was a captain in the Navy, so he was a, a valued asset. The government tried to get him out. He refused to be released until all of his men were released first. Uh, so obviously, he's a, he's a war hero, and then he, he served his country, you know, for decades more in the Senate. Um, obviously an honorable man, um, regardless of what you think about his policies and stuff like that. Uh, just before we get to the reaction from both sides, how will you remember John McCain? How will you remember his legacy? I mean, the, the Maverick has definitely played a significant influence in my life coming from Arizona. My uh, mom interned in a local Phoenix courthouse where she got to meet John McCain on several occasions. I remember in high school, school when he was campaigning for uh, Senate once again, and I think it was the year 2000, 2000 2001, my mom went to a, a rally he was holding at the local high school. This is when I was in like first grade, what have you. And I remember she told me that one of the proudest moments of that day was when she got up in some little liberal's face who was attacking John McCain, and she ate him alive, and John McCain came over and said, thank you. So uh, I'll, I'll always remember the more local stories of John McCain, how John McCain helped uh, a young child who was kidnapped by CPS, get reunited with his parents, how John McCain would go and help, uh, you know, donate large sums of money to people that were in dire straits, the John McCain that was active in his veterans community. Uh, it was always really hard for me to criticize him, despite the fact that that was primarily all I did towards the latter end of his years as I got more involved in politics publicly, right. because uh, he was such a, you know, in my honest opinion, he was a pretty atrocious senator onward. But, uh, you know, I don't, I don't hate the man. I, uh, I do wish that he had retired in 2008 to spend the last decade of his life with his family. But that does definitely tell you that the man was consumed by public service and he gave everything and, and everything to this country. And uh, I think that's what he should be remembered as a, a complicated individual, a man that understood sacrifice to the utmost degree. And, um, you know, we're, we're better for men like John McCain in terms of just his character and his ethos. And that. That's how I'll remember him. Well said. Yeah, that's extremely well said. And I agree. And um, I, I don't think uh, he was motivated by power as much as most other members of Congress are. I do think it was a legitimate love of country uh, and love of public service. I don't think he was just hanging on to that Senate seat because he wanted to be famous or rich or, or powerful. I think he does or did just love his country and want to serve as long as he possibly could. Um, personally, I'm a term limits guy. 
<laughs> but um, I, I do think that he was one of the good guys, even though I, I disagreed with, like you said, especially later in his Senate career, uh, just about everything policy-wise I, I disagreed with. But I do think yeah. he was an honorable guy who who he was a patriot and 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 loved his country. So I, I do I do think that Batman quote definitely does apply to him. You either live long enough to. I'm sure you either die the hero or live long enough to become the villain. Right. And I mean, definitely, um, you know, there are two sides of John McCain. There was the, you know, there was the war hero. There was the local hero. There was the Maverick himself. And then you had the neocon who was essentially the baby daddy of ISIS. Right. I mean, it, it gets it gets really complicated because if you love him, you got to justify all the terrible. And if you just see him as a villain, then you've got to justify all the good things he did that he never took credit for. And um, I mean, Arizona, we're a very we're a very rough and tumble state. I mean, we are the Goldwater country, so to speak. And, um, you know, when it comes to our people, even Jeff Flake, even though he's a bit flakier these days, I mean, even Jeff Flake is uh, he's a lot like McCain in a certain way. When he went to the House of Representatives, he was the gold standard for conservatism. He was former president of the Goldwater Institute. We were proud of Jeff Flake. And now Jeff Flake, Senator Flake is, um, you know, a giant flake. He's terrible on his policy. So, you know, part of me wants to really admire him for his character and what he did during one point in his life. And the other part of me wants him to just completely just disappear from the political scene. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it's it just goes to show that, you know, when it comes to this binary sense of politics that we have, uh, we see what we've been seeing with the social media meltdown the last couple of days. The same liberals that are going out and crying for John McCain and talking about how much of a hero he was and everything else are the exact same people that were calling him. Him a senile baby killing potential rapist at one point in 2008 and that he would drive the country into an apocalypse but they are doing that because they hate trump more than they like john mccain and then you have other people that just want to completely shit all over him because they won't allow him a sense of humanity politics isn't the overconsumption of our deepest darkest fears of humanity politics is just a zero-sum game you win you lose you have to give how you you take it. But when you start to take away the humanity from other people, um, it drives us to the sense of absolute power politics that we see today. Um, I get crapped on pretty often because I'm a pretty big fan of the Kennedys, except Ted the Killer. Right. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of JFK and Robert F. Kennedy, and I do think that uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is probably one of my favorite people in politics today, even though he takes more of a smaller stance than others on things. But, you know, people are like, oh, did you like all JFK's policies? And I'm like, no, not really. Didn't like a lot of Robert's policies either when he was a senator. But, you know, they were both really interesting people that, you know, have lives worth studying. Right. And, uh, you know, I'd be lying if I said I didn't get this jacket because it reminded me of when that RFK wore. <laughs> but you see, I'm willing to look at the good and the bad. Right. And just respect the humanity of people. We've all made mistakes. I've made mistakes. I've done things I haven't been proud of. But I hope that, you know, all my faults won't definitely be the only thing people remember me by. With John McCain, though, I mean, we're definitely dealing with a person that was the true statesman of the 20th century. And while I do believe that, you know, millions of Americans are indebted to the sacrifices of John McCain, I also kind of feel bad for the 30 million displaced people because of his policies the last two decades. Right. So, I mean, you have someone that on a massive scale, uh, people are going to have a a severe opinion of and what we see on social media right now left right in between what have you um everyone has to eat him alive or cantonize him and you know here's my thing if you have nothing to say don't say it 
If you don't care about him, don't say anything. If you if you really admired him, you can mourn. But, you know, this whole habit of we have to have an opinion and we have to beat other people down with it. It's like that's the last thing anyone wants after they die. Just let him stay dead. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and people are kind of refusing to take a nuanced view of well, any anything. <laughs> this is not, you know, this isn't an isolated uh, uh, incident with John McCain, obviously. But uh, let's no. start with the Democrats. Um, and I, I don't mean the Democratic politicians. I mean guys like uh, President Obama and Joe Biden and and uh, other, you know, of McCain's, you know, colleagues in Washington D.C. You know, did post, you know, heartfelt things about him. And I, that's, I mean, that's that's great. I mean, they they serve together in the Senate. They're friends. Their families know each other. All that. That's fine. I I mean the media, um, the the Democrats and the media. The, the media. What, what really what really disturbed me was that you know Bill Maher, who I actually think is a pretty funny comedian. I don't take a harsh opinion of Bill Maher. Like, like many other people on the right do, but Bill Maher posted a cartoon of Trump looking in the mirror and the cartoon artist makes Trump look much like a mongoloid, you know, very obese, has a really enlarged forehead to make him look almost subhuman to a degree. And he's looking into a mirror and in the mirror, he sees John McCain and he says, I think this mirror is broken. John McCain says, no, I'm just everything you're not. And, uh, you know, this is a person who, I mean, this was a decade ago. They made him sound the way they, make Trump now right. now seem but they're talking about how you know he was um, he was fair and he was kind on this other stuff you know and they're using this as a way to attract Trump who avoided conscription because of bone spurs um, you know they're they're willing to use a man's death to go ahead and enforce a narrative of what were the good Republicans and in their mind all the good Republicans are either dead or liberal yeah right. it, uh, it's quite sad because you know here's the thing if they had been nicer to McCain, if they had been nicer to Mitt Romney, they wouldn't have Trump, and they deserve everything that he throws at them. And I take really no sympathy in that. Trump is just a reaction. He deserves to go after all of them. Yeah, if he wants absolutely. To. And Trump's Trump is just a reaction by Republican voters to the treatment of guys like McCain uh, and Mitt Romney. I mean, I remember the 2008 uh, campaign vividly. I mean, they called him racist. They called him the Nazi. Um, they called him, you know, dangerous. The big talking point. Oh, they said he was a pseudo. They they said he was a pseudo slave owner because his right. family had owned slaves in the eighteen hundreds. Right. Yeah. Because he was still. I mean, he was old, but I don't think he was quite that old to be alive in the. Like 1800s. it's one thing to call someone a racist. It's someone. It's another thing to say that they are you know part and parcel of a slave owner. Like that is some despotic shit right there. Right. And I mean, the main talking point um, from the Democrats and the media in two thousand eight was that McCain wasn't mentally fit for office. <laughs> That was that was that was their talking point, and now it's you know they're lionizing it, it, the guy after so, he died yeah. because they hate Trump, and it's it, like it's so amazing because they they're going after him, but they want Bernie Sanders to be president. Right. I'm surprised Bernie Sanders is alive. Bernie Sanders is what when he dies, I'll be like, well, I'm surprised. Like yeah, yeah, but he looks like death, and I'm gonna say this when he dies. I'm surprised he lasted this long. I mean, Bernie Sanders is like Mick Jagger. <laughs> Like, they've both looked like they've been dead for <laughs> 60 years. I mean, if you look at, like, photos from the 70s of Bernie Sanders, he looks exactly like he does now. Uh, he just he looks like he's 80 at age 50. <laughs> yeah. <know>? But, <laughs> look, I just, I don't buy that shit from the media at all. It, it drives me absolutely crazy. I mean, you remember the, you know, the, the, the stories they were doing about President Bush and painting pictures of whoever, you know what I mean? And they did all these... 
these pieces about George Bush and how great of a guy he is. I'm like, uh, no, sorry guys, you can fuck yourselves. <laughs> because, like, the Democrats want. They said he was going to destroy the planet. The planet on like a daily yeah. basis. Not not destroy the country, destroy the planet. Literally seven planet. billion dead. Okay, the Democrats mm-hmm. wanted to impeach him. I mean, there's the whole thing, and oh my god, I just don't buy it from the media. I I can't stand it. And then there's. The flip side, a lot of people in the the MAGA crowd and and even the libertarian crowd that are just going completely overboard. I mean, going, saying just heinous, atrocious stuff about John McCain. John McCain, a guy who I I disagree with on almost everything. For the love of God, why are these people on the right losing their damn minds? I mean, I saw there was several like there were several it's, it's hot another, takes it's on Twitter. Contest, bro. Right. I mean, but there were several hot takes on Twitter saying like, "Oh, we're glad McCain's dead," instead of Bashir al-Assad with twenty thousand retweets. You know what I mean? It's like, whoa, guys. Hey, look, I, I don't like the the neocons. I don't like the endless wars and stuff like that as much as the next guy. But holy shit, can we reel it in a little bit? It's it's disgusting, and that just shows that you know we're we're at a point where like all of our opinions they have to be right and they have to be extreme, but we have to completely club you know club the other uh, opponent we have. I mean, I, I've considered writing a book about the fascination over the pineapple pizza wars, <laughs> and you know for me it's always been a giant joke. But I've seen people that get really personal about this, and they're like, if you like pineapple pizza you're a piece of shit person of no taste and you should have been aborted and your grandparents should have been put in a gas chamber i mean people are getting like really feisty over just stupid things so so when we treat stupid things seriously we treat serious things quite stupidly (laughs) and you know i I don't necessarily think we as a people we deserve much patience from any alien invader that comes down because if they happen to come down and see how we are acting they'd probably be afraid of us and just you know kill the human population with the way that we treat things i mean can we can we take nothing Nothing seriously? Can we treat nothing sacred? Can we treat nothing, um, you know, with a sincere sign of respect? But no, politics is our religion. The media is our religion. The constant fascination of being right is a religion. We put ourselves and our own egos over our common humanity, and that's the thing that's truly, truly disgusting. Right, and I get why. And look, I voted for Donald Trump, so I don't know if you did or not, but I, I, I voted for Trump, and I like. Nope. Nope. All right. That's my but, well, I like but, him. I think he's a great president. Yeah, I like. A, I'm quite open about that. He's a very good president. I like a lot of the stuff he's been doing, and I understand why a lot of the hardcore Trumpsters don't like John McCain. I mean, the, Trump and McCain hated each other. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Um, there's nothing like honestly, I'll never forgive Donald Trump for saying that my heroes don't get captured. That's bad. That was that was disgusting. Yeah. And he's never. That, that was, he still that, hasn't yeah. apologized for that, which is asinine. And this, when does he apologize for anything? Never. <laughs> I mean, but I, like, like the one thing I will say about him that I do respect is that he puts things out there and then he's just like, well, it's out there. Might as well defend it. Like, you know, to a certain degree, I enjoy the entertainment value of it. But it's like, you know, sometimes, man, it's like you just got to admit you said something stupid. Right. And a lot of the Trump crowd, just the lack of self-awareness is ridiculous. A few days before McCain passed, I think it was. I believe it was the same day where his office announced that he had discontinued treatment for cancer. Um, you know, he knew it was the end and mm. he was going to, you know, just stop putting himself through that. Uh, Tommy Laren, who's just a just a dumbass. <laughs> Epic proportions. Social justice warrior. Yeah. Snowflake social justice <laughs> right. warrior. I mean, just, oh, my gosh. I, I don't know. 
who she even work? Does she work for Fox News now? I don't know. I don't really watch a lot of cable. She works for Fox. But she was. I don't know why she keeps employment, but you know, know, people like have her around. I don't know, but she was uh, at a Kelly Ward rally. Kelly Ward is uh, running for Senate in Arizona to replace Jeff Flake. And, oh and yes, she's a total dumbass as well. Kelly you Ward. know, they, these people flock to, together, man. They're like idiot magnets. They just go like. Say something stupid. I mean, Kelly Ward's about to lose handedly to uh, Congresswoman McSally in, in that primary. Thank God. But the same day that McCain announced he had discontinued treatment, Tommy Loren was at a Kelly Ward rally doing a, a speech for her and was like, yeah, we, you know, we got to elect somebody like Kelly Ward, not somebody like John McCain. It's like, holy shit. He just announced that he's dying this week, like an hour ago, <laughs> and you can't, like, you can't shut up. Like he just, like he just announced. Oh, that did, he's did dying. you see what they posted today? No. Oh no. Oh, Kelly Ward is saying. Oh no. Hey, man, he specifically said that uh, he had discontinued his treatment on the day of the start of her statewide bus tour. So she said that he, he purposely tried to, you know, did that just to sabotage her. Everything is about that woman. I have no respect for her as a human being. So John McCain died intentionally to (laughs) mess with Kelly Ward's campaign? That's what she's saying. And honestly, that's a hot take right there. That That is like a grade A hot take. Wow. (laughs) That's like the atomic bomb of things to do. And, (laughs) like, you know, if it is true, like, let's say her twisted world it is true then honestly i think i have more respect for john mccain of course it's not true <laughs> but i mean this is just absolutely lady. disgusting <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh dude that is the hottest that some hardcore shit. dude that's the hottest hot take i've ever heard my entire life like wow <laughs> even for her and i mean she's crazy it didn't wasn't she like the chemtrail lady too like she said she believes in like chemtrails and stuff like that oh, oh brother those those things that come out of her her mouth no one's responsible for i think the only thing that she said that arizonans quite jump aboard on is the fact that aliens visit arizona on an annual basis so if it if it's possible she's possibly said it oh my god all right well (laughs) let's move on real quick before i let you go to uh president trump's pretty rough week last week uh his former lawyer, Michael Cohen, flipped on him and uh, got a plea deal and is accusing the president of breaking uh, campaign finance laws when he paid off Stormy Daniels. Um, obviously, as always, the Democrats think this is the silver bullet that's going to take down Trump. Uh, what do you make of last week in general before we get into any specifics? Man, it's been it's been two years and this is the closest they've got to anything and it doesn't even have anything to do with what they said the disgusting thing about this and what we've seen with uh uh, duncan hunter and the other guy that endorsed and the first two members of congress that endorsed donald trump are now under campaign finance investigation but honestly like i think that everything should be thrown out of court at this point irregardless to whether or not they did or did not commit a campaign finance reform crime by the way i mean sorry campaign finance real quick real quick you owe me five bucks because you said irregardless it's it's a a no-no word Irregardless, and uh, uh-uh. and at the end of the day, we're not allowed to say at the end of the day on this podcast either. Those are the two things. Okay, it's so like let, the swear let me re- jar, except you can let, swear let as me, much as you re- want. Re- you just can't say those two things. <laughs> uh, it's, I've been around too many politicians recently. I apologize, <laughs> but what I will say no, is dude, that dude, defend it. You know, never, America, never apologize. Defend irregardless. Crap, did I do it again? <laughs> okay, damn it. Um, <laughs> it is in a America, word. We we 
we charge someone with a crime after the crime has been committed or they've been accused of it, then we go after them in the justice system. With this, we've gone and investigated him using the entire power of the justice system just to try and find a crime. So this whole thing should be thrown out. It's been two years. They have nothing. They're going after fake Russians and straws and people that are going around killing you know, innocent Americans. Like they have nothing. This whole thing is the biggest sham in American political history and it needs to fucking end. Yeah, and look, campaign finance laws are insanely hard to prosecute. That's even if you can, all right, like it's only prosecutable if there's like a recording of Donald Trump saying to Michael Corrin specifically, don't use my personal money, specifically take money out of the campaign account. And hand it to Stormy Daniels. Like, it has to be clear-cut like that, which, of course, it won't be. And then— and, and, and you're telling me that Trump had to go to his own campaign, which wasn't really even raising money to get money? Right. You're t- we're talking about a billionaire that only paid her about $130,000. And— It's not like he's Bill Clinton who used—it's ta- not like he's Bill Clinton who used taxpayer money to pay a White House intern $300,000. Well, the water's even muddier than that because— Trump self-financed a large portion of his campaign. So, like, there's that yeah. murkiness there, too. So it's like, how can you even prove that it's campaign funds? I mean, you look at John Edwards back in, what was that, uh, 2008, right? When he uh, he used $900,000 of campaign money. Specific to keep baby mama to, down. To keep the baby mama down. And uh, they took him to court, and the, the, the judge threw it out. I mean, they said, no, I mean, there's nothing here. I mean, they're... Campaign finance violations are ridiculously hard to prove, hard to prosecute. A lot of a lot of scholars say campaign finance laws are unconstitutional anyway, and I well, I would tend to has agree. To work with campaign finance laws on a daily basis and putting them across the state. Um, I could pretty much tell you that any excuse to get rid of them is a good excuse. <laughs> right, right. I, I think they're just terrible. I think most campaigns, if you dig deep enough, you're going to find some kind of violation, even unintentional violations. Um, but look, I think this is going to continue with the next Republican president. I, I think the cat is so far out of the bag with the way the Democrats view the justice system that any time a Republican is elected, they're going to be investigated. I think that's just going to be the new reality. I think when Democrats are elected president, Republicans will be sad. And then when Republicans are elected president, Democrats will investigate them and try to impeach them. I think that's just going to be the new reality forever and ever. What do you think? I mean, absolutely. But, you know, we saw this with John McCain in 2008. The same liberals right. that are lionizing him now were the same ones that said that he was giving away military secrets to the Viet Cong when he was held captive for five years. These people don't care about the truth. They don't. They have to do whatever they can to justify their I win, you lose mentality and play this game of power politics. It's disgusting. I don't think that it's any worse now than it's ever been. Only now it's more obvious, which is why you have thousands of Democrats that are leaving the Democratic Party in droves. You have thousands of Democrats who are now deplorables. You have thousands of people that are like, oh, my God, I can't trust any of you. I I think if Pence is the next president, the same there's going to be special counsels, uh, you know, tracking every business deal he's ever been a part of down. I mean, if Nikki Haley's the next president or, or Tim Scott, I don't think it matters. It does not matter. I, I think you, you you could bring John McCain back from the dead <laughs> and have him run for president and they will forget everything that happened when he died. Next, you know, they'll say that he made a deal of Satan or something. Right. I, I think like they don't care. They're 
their rhetoric is just so extreme. I think they just they're in they're in their bubble too. They're so isolated in their bubble on the coasts. They think, look, we called this guy Satan. We called him Hitler. How how dare the American people elect this person? You know, like I think they would have done the same thing to Romney. I mean, look at the 2000 election. They won. They were pissed about it, so they did a recount. <laughs> it's like just they took it all the way to the Supreme just Court. Take like your these people loss don't, like these, a they man. Don't take losses good at all it's the boxer who just complains about the judges constantly anytime they lose they could lose 12 rounds to nothing but they're gonna bitch that they got screwed by the judges it's just pathetic take your loss (laughs) like a man and move on also just one more point i cannot wait 20 years from now man when some Republican is elected president and uh, the hot takes from the left are, man, I wish Donald Trump was president. He was a way better Republican than these guys. Man, that's going to be hilarious. I, I, I hope I'm alive by then. I hope I can see that. That will be beautiful. That will be such a beautiful day. That's why I'm going to start recording every terrible right. thing they say about him now. Put it in the time capsule and pull it out the day that they say, oh, gosh, I oh, missed Donald just Trump. just beat them senseless with it forever and ever. It will happen, though. It will happen. It will absolutely I mean, oh, absolutely. George Bush was, like you said, going to destroy the planet Earth. And now he's just he a hasn't swell even been guy. A decade. It's been 10 years. He was president 10 yeah. years ago. I mean, that is not that long. Uh, all right, Remzo, where can everybody find you online? Where can everybody buy the book, which I very highly recommend? Definitely get the book on uh, Barnes & Noble online and Amazon online and Kindle and print. And you can check out all my hot takes and everything else at rwmartinez.com. All right. Follow him. He's the man. And we'll have you back on soon, Remzo. I always uh, enjoy talking to you. This was fun. Uh, I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks.